I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Apologies expected. The, the podcast. podcast. And I'm not Theo. And I am not Juliet. And welcome, everyone. Uh, hope you're having a good week and that the weather is pleasant. Um, we were just talking about how I'm complaining about my weather being too cold. I'm the in the one place in the United States where it's not 100 degrees, and I'm complaining about it. Um, and I'm sure, Theo, you're not too thrilled with your 110 degree weather or whatever it is. It sucks. Is it really 110? It feels like 110, and it's for okay. sure like 103. And I, you know, I mean, it, for us, it's fine. And by us, I mean right. me. Um, You're sort of used to it. The royal us. No, I just don't go outside. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's the perfect solution. I'm outside to jump into my car. I. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, I would turn on the heat here, but the heat here is kind of an iffy proposition. We don't have, like, central heat, so we have a, a, a heater in the living room and a heater in the the snuggery, or the den, that uh, as Brent calls it, the snuggery. And the one in the den doesn't really work very well, and the one in the living room, I mean, I can't be bothered to turn that on, so I just complain a lot about being cold. Um, so anyway, what's shaking bacon? Well, not the cold, it's the heat down here. <laughs> Uh, uh, let me see. So remember, I told you a while back that I had uh, run into a coworker while I was out and about on a Saturday in my mm-hmm. own little world, and I was looking at spatulas, right? So yesterday I was in Home Goods, and I was walking around in my own little world, looking at stuff, trying to figure out, like, can I justify buying that thing? And, oh, where would I put that? Um, and... I thought I heard my name, but I often mm-hmm. think I hear my name, so I've learned to just ignore it because lots of things end with an O, and <laughs> not everything that ends with an O is about me, right? Mm-hmm. So ignoring it, ignoring it, and then it went, Theo! And I was hmm. like, oh, it must be me. And I turned around, and there was Keith, my coworker, and he mm. came up and said, and this is such a good move. He held his phone to his chest, right, uh-huh. and said... I'm on the phone, but I wanted to say hi. And I was like, that is genius. <laughs> that is really good. Because if you were on your phone, you'd have your AirPods in. <laughs> well, you don't know that. Maybe he's old school. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Right. But yeah. from now on, that's what I'm going to do whenever I do that's anything. Right. I'm <laughs> on the phone, but I wanted to say hi. <laughs> right. Even I would love to help you with that item, but I'm on the phone. All right. I was just going to say, even if I have to go up to somebody in a store and ask them where something is, I would just be like, mm-hmm. hi, I'm sorry. I'm on the phone. Where are the tomatoes? <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, we had brunch yesterday with our friend Karen and it was lovely and great and fun. And she's so smart <laughs> and she knows so much about like why things are happening politically or legally and uh-huh. um 
So it was it was really great to get her perspective on things. Yeah. And she shared that um, she has two friends, a married couple with a transgendered son who are moving to Vancouver from Texas. Oh, okay. And and it's not that they're talking about they're in Vancouver with their right. realtor. Wow. They're buying a wow. home. Wow. And they're That's great leaving America entirely is what they are doing. Yeah. Um, and then that got us talking about leaving America and where would we go right. and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then let's see. So that was cheery. And then uh, we went to a housewarming party last night. And Fun. I had the best time. It oh. was so, such nice people. And I'm not saying that because two of them will be listening to the show today. <laughs> <laughs> but I say that to say... Um, Whatever we, we were talking around a kitchen island. It was a small group of like five or six people, and and somebody mentioned podcast, and somebody else mentioned something about podcast, and then I said something about whatever show they had mentioned, whatever it came up. There was something about podcast, and then James was James, no, James was standing <laughs> beside me, and he said, "Theo has a podcast," and everybody oh was gosh. like, "What? Really?" <laughs> it was like you guys. Uh, yeah. We're 5,000 in the uh, history <laughs> yeah. section for... <laughs> 511, thank you. You were wrong by oh my God. a magnitude of 100. Wow. Um, wow. So, uh, so anyway, so that was cool um, to have two people who were actually genuinely interested in podcasts, etc. And mm-hmm. um, one woman shared with me an apology oh, after wow. we discussed, like... Really? The concept of our show and all that. Yeah. Well, and so it's good. Ready? Uh-huh. When she was in the eighth grade, she was in summer camp and she is my age. So the eighth grade was sometime in the eighties. Yeah. And you may remember uh, chapstick and lip gloss being sure. really big things, right? Yes, for sure. So her family, as she said, uh, didn't spend money on chapstick and lip gloss uh-huh. so she had like knockoff brands or whatever uh-huh. and whatever the, like in this in this ymca day camp thing right right, right. Uh, they had a lost and found and and they made an announcement that some lip gloss <laughs> had been lost and so she oh. went up and claimed it as hers because it was oh like God. the brand the good brand yeah and then she went home and and of course, you know, I mean, she's telling a story I'm not telling as well. She did. Um, you can feel the angst of this poor 13 <laughs> year old girl who is uh-huh. like, and I don't mean poor in terms of socioeconomics. I mean, poor as in like, oh my God, my heart is breaking for you. I have been that person too, right? <laughs> Where it's like, my shoes aren't good enough. And right. all the other kids are making fun of my shoes, which totally happened. I still resent the word Bobo to this day. Um, Bobo? That's what they called shitty shoes. They would call really? them Bobo. Yeah, stupid fucking North Carolina, man. I, I don't know what it came from or what I it meant. I never heard that. Weird. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe it was my seventh grade class at, at maybe Griffin Junior High School. Whatever it is. Fuck you, kids. So um, <laughs> I'm sure we've all grown into wonderful, responsible, mature, loving adults. Of course. Of course, right? Um, but anyway, so, so her mother made her write a note apologizing and turn it in to the YMCA lost and found and confess oh to them that it wasn't her chat, her uh, lip gloss, right? And it's like, 
Of course, you're thinking about all the herpes that you probably smeared all over <laughs> your lips, right? 13 but years old. Yeah, now you also like the shame of, oh, I lied, right? So awful. Oh. I really felt for her. And then um, I had to um, helpfully point out to her that it wasn't her fault at all. Her mother made her apologize. And you could see the click go on in her brain. Not that I rescued her from this moment of shame, but more like uh -huh. added more shame to it because the apology wasn't genuine. Her mother made her. <laughs> <laughs> How did her mother even find out, though? Why didn't she hide it in her backpack or something? Probably because when she pulled out the lip gloss, this music went off like, oh. <laughs> or as I would have done, right? You get something that you want and you just use it 500 times a day. Yep. Right. So she probably had the shiniest. Probably it was just, yes, yeah, super big. Yeah. Yeah. I try and try to remember the name of that one lip gloss brand that was so big, but I can't remember it now. But I remember I could see it in my in my mind's eye. Chapstick? Absolutely. No, there was a lip gloss, a really shiny lip gloss, like really sticky, uh, sugary, white or clear lip gloss. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was something. I think I think it's been re, re, re what's the word? Revitalized, re something now. Uh -huh. So you can probably still get it if you want to. Well, eBay, you could probably you get it from the eighties, still in the original packaging. <laughs> probably for 30 yeah, eBay dot com. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. so totally cute. And that was my week. What about you? What is going on with chicken bacon? Well, um, I had my colonoscopy. I only mentioned it because I mentioned it Ooh. last week. Um, and it was fine. To anyone who's getting a colonoscopy, do not worry. It is not as bad as you think it's going to be. The prep is just not that big a deal. It's, uh, it's, it's, it is what it is, but it's just fine. And then the, the procedure itself, I mean, you're asleep. So what's to complain about? <laughs> and everyone was really nice to me beforehand so like you know the anesthesiologist introduced themselves and was friendly and the doctor introduced himself and was friendly and the nurses and all the other people like they all come up and they introduce themselves to you and it's yeah it's fine and you get free socks <laughs> and you get high as fuck that's great too and you that was the best part <laughs> it didn't last very long because i was then i was out but um when i come coming back out of it i was the happiest i've been in a long time <laughs> uh-huh i i came out of mine and i remember grabbing my phone and texting you urgently because i'd had this <laughs> dream and i was like you'd be so famous you have to talk more How funny. Um, so that's it. Um, the weather, obviously, 55 degrees and foggy. So that's the weather report. That's that's how it's going to be from now until the end of time, apparently, which, I mean, I guess it's better than 100 and some degrees and sunny. But um, but I'm, I'm just I'm just cold, people. Cold. Um, and the best thing that happened was I got a furbo in the mail. My God, I was like, what? What's a furbo? I still think of it as a furby. A furby which is a dog camera, which dispenses treats. So when you're away, um, I was complaining, or not complaining, but telling Theo that I, I had to, I've, I've been trying to leave my dog alone more often, and she's got separation anxiety. Um, she's been doing pretty well so far, but, um, but I, you know, I was like, why can't I, why is there a thing that has a camera and sound and whatnot? And, and he sent me this furbo, which does exactly that. that. Excuse me, I've got the hiccups. So thank you, Theo. Thank you so much for the furbo. I'm going to be setting it up for next weekend. I think I think we'll tr we'll do a trial run with the, f the furbo. Hopefully, the thing doesn't like shoot shoot the the treats <laughs> right out too, too hard and scare the crap out of the dog. But <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll see. it'll. I, 
it, we'll try it while, while we're there the first time. So, so well, so you've set it up and like tried it in the kitchen, right? Where you monitor the living room while you stand in the kitchen. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely try it while you're at home because uh, yeah. then you'll be able to adjust the camera or, or you know the height, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's like a 360 camera, which is cool as hell. The big trick is keep it at a place where um, Sophie can't jump up on it once she connects it with the treats because it's like uh, knock it over and try to shake the treats give out me of it. Another treat, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good advice. I'll put it on my table or something. It really is freeing. I used to really we when Henry was a puppy and I would leave the house. Um, he barked so loudly that you could hear yeah. him outside, right? Oh wow! And and it was embarrassing because it went on for yeah. a very long time. And we didn't oh, really no. have neighbors super close by, but you could still yeah. hear him like a good, not a third of a block away. But you you, you could hear you could a hear dog him. barking, right? And uh-huh. Uh-huh. nonstop. Um, and and then he would quiet down. And so the Furbo really helped relieve my anxiety around, yeah. oh, my God, am I pissing my neighbors off? Because I could be yeah. like, That's okay, my big fear. he's been quiet. That's great. Good. And then just you, you chill the fuck out, and then you'll get a little text message that'll say something like "barking detected," and then you can log in and then fire treat off, and um, it's good. <laughs> cool. Blind your dog. Well, thank you. I'm totally excited about trying this out, so I'll let you know how it goes. Great. And then um, I'll let you know about all the money we get from Furbo for that free commercial we gave them. Exactly. We'll get free Furbos, and then we'll, we'll have to get more dogs. Oh no! Thank you. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. This is my last dog. Same. I love her to death, but this is my last dog. I'm, I'm done, done with dogs. I'm trying to convince Brent to get cats, but he's not into the cat litter thing. So we'll see. They've got those like self-cleaning units now that actually. I know, but can you imagine cleaning those? They've got to be a filthy mess. Uh, I I don't know. Cause... I don't know either. I mean, they've got to have gears and things that scrape through the cat litter, and that's got to get all gunky, and I'm just like, Ugh, no way. I don't think I could pay my cleaners enough to go through my, my cat litter cleaner and clean that. So I have a friend Certainly. who does. He pays his really? cleaners enough for that, yeah. Not that he pays wow. them so much, they just do it. And Wow. Um, yeah, yep. That's uh, above and beyond, truly. So what are we going to talk about today, Theo? Well, speaking of cat shit... Um, Speaking of cat shit. Yeah, so we are talking about Kim Burrell today, who um, is a gospel singer and also a pastor who um, had a moment behind a microphone in front of her congregation, ministry. I don't know what you call the the patrons. That's the word I like. They give money um, to her audience, to, to her church group. You know, through community within the body of Christ, whatever the term is. Um, and it went a little off the rails. It did. It did. So she's 50 years old. She's a little bit younger than us. I always have to see how old these people are and whether they're how older How important than that we is. <laughs> <laughs> and she's originally from Houston. She is uh, apparently relatively famous in the in the gospel industry, I guess. She's recorded with a ton of, of notable musicians, including Missy Elliott, Shirley Caesar, Harry Connick Jr., R. Kelly, Steve Wonder, Marvin Winans, George Clinton, Frank Ocean, Pharrell Williams, Jay-Z, and Snoop Dogg. Um, 
So she's been around. People know her, know who she is. She spoke at a church service earlier this week, and clips pretty soon started circulating on TikTok. Why? Well, she said, sometimes before we get friends, we have to do an interview. How long have you been broke? How many times have you changed your name on your light bill? How many of your bills are in your little cousin's name? Do you live in a trailer home or a house? It's not about status or material things. It's just about choices. Sure it is. Sure it is. Um, and I laugh when I said, how many times have you changed your name on your light bill? Because when I was in my 20s, I changed my name on my light bill a couple of times. <laughs> Hi. Um, yes. Hello. Right here. Hi. Yeah. So embarrassing. But I mean, you know, you're a kid. What do you know? Your brain isn't fully developed. That's my excuse for everything I did well, when I was Well, people were so trusting then, too. I mean, if you get a phone call and it's like, hey. My name is Grace Hamilton, and I would like electricity, please. <laughs> I think now they make you prove that you exist. I, it's different now. Oh, now it's all about your social security number and yeah, yeah all, all that kind of stuff, which is fine. No problem anymore. Sure. Right. No brag, but I can pay my light bill. Thank you. But, oh, yeah. I know. Finally, I'm I'm so happy every month that I'm able to pay all my bills on time. It's still a, a thrill to me. <laughs> I know it doesn't. It never gets old. It doesn't. I'm not trying to scrape by and wondering if a if one check is going to bounce or something, and yeah, I'm going to get um, overage pay overage payments. Oh my god! Remember called. that when you would get charged so like horrible late fees with overdrawn yeah. fees and yeah. then like for the two dollar check that i wrote to cover right like some It'd eggs be like thirty dollars yeah in fees and then you'd be minus thirty two dollars in your bank and then you'd have to deal with the people that you wrote the bounce check to and you'd have to figure out how to get money in the bank and what a freaking nightmare i want so glad not to be broke anymore deposited you remember when you would get your pay stub or your paycheck yeah. right and you would rip yeah. it'd be a literal check and you would rip off yeah. the pay stub Right. Yeah. And the pay stub was the same size as the check. So I once deposited my pay stub after having deposited my pay check. I did it like two weeks later. Um, Yeah. And then I pretended at the bank that because, you know, the bank was not happy with me. I'm sure they were. I had no money. I deposited a useless piece of paper and then I pulled $40 out against that useless (laughs) piece of paper Right. Yeah. My godfather was in town and I didn't want him to think I was poor because if uh, he knew how poor I was, it would have been an uh, issue and they would have made me move back to North Carolina. And like, uh, I'm 22 years old. You can't make me do anything. You have food in your house. Right. I'll be there. Right. I'm moving right. back. Right. Right. Um, anyway, so the bank uh, put me on this naughty list and I wasn't allowed to open a checking account anywhere in the world. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. There's wow. a, like a there's like a list and I forget what it's called, but it's it's a yeah. real thing. Um, and they called me to tell me like, oh, you're horrible. And I was like, no, it was a mistake. I'm so sorry. And I had a friend at work at the bank who corrected that mistake for me. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that's the power of being in your twenties. Yeah. My friend right. who was a teller who worked at the bank was like, no I people. just go in and click, click, click. You're fine. <laughs> I give you extra 50 bucks. That did not happen. Did not give me an extra money. <laughs> Awesome. Anyway, I derailed it to make it all about me. Yeah, no, no, thank God we're all relatively solvent now. Um, so, yeah, um, 
uh, Kimberell. So besides complaining or, or calling people poor and broke, uh, she also took aim at COVID-19 mandates by claiming that people who weren't wearing masks in the church were walking with God and then proceeded to insult fellow churchgoers by implying that they were ugly. Who likes to be told you're just ugly? Nobody likes to be told that. All of you are beautiful. I haven't chosen anyone to be ugly yet. You all look great. Most of you have on hats to cover most of that anyway, she said. And I think she was trying to be funny, but yeah. it was really not appropriate in any way appropriate and certainly not funny. It it reminded me very much because, of course, I had to watch that because I had the reading the text. It was like this reads like somebody who's trying to do some stand up. Let's yeah, let's watch it and see. And it wasn't so much that she was trying to do stand up. No. She was just talking. And I think, yeah, she was trying to be funny and bring the audience in by insulting them, which you can do. I mean, that sort of feels counterintuitive, but uh-huh. you could do that um, yeah. if you're a stand-up comedian and you're well-practiced right. at it. Um, right. Yeah. And she's a gospel singer, so she probably shouldn't be trying to do comedy on stage. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a church and especially like accusing people of being broke, ugly, and what was the other thing? Poor. Um Probably not appropriate at all. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not not for the ugly part, but the poor part. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, Jesus loves the poor, supposedly, but... Well, also, you can't help what your financial situation is. I mean, you can help your spending up to a point, right? Right, right, right. But there are a lot of people who just can't get past, uh, you know, oppression and stuff like that to make a ton of money, and and, uh, it's not their fault. So, So, but anyway, this isn't the first time she's been called out for things she said while preaching or speaking at a church service. In December 2016, a video surfaced showing her preaching a sermon at the Love and Liberty Fellowship Church. In that sermon, she called people who engage in homosexual acts perverted and said they had been deceived by, quote, the homosexual spirit. I came to tell you about sin, Burrell said. You think they'd already know about sin, but I guess she's there to really tell them. That perverted homosexual spirit and the spirit of delusion and confusion, it has deceived many men and women. She also warned that people who play with homosexual sin would die from it in 2017. In response to considerable resulting criticism, she said that she makes no excuses or apologies for the sermon, adding, I love you and God loves you, but he hates the sin in you and me. Shortly after the video of the sermon surfaced, the Ellen DeGeneres show canceled her scheduled appearance, as did the BMI Trailblazers of Gospel Music event, where she was removed as an honoree. And her radio talk show, Bridging the Gap with Kim Burrell, was also canceled by Texas Southern University. Which, that was a bit of a surprise to me, because Texas Southern University feels real Baptist-y to me. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. But I guess that was one thing too many for for them. So uh, she got canceled there. And uh, she um, she says the controversy will not silence her, in part because she believes that speaking to the congregation is her calling. Right. And then I would very quickly point out to Miss Burrell that Timothy 2.12 is in the Bible. And um, for those listeners who are not familiar with the Bible or Timothy 2.12, women are not to lecture men on religion. Oh, really? Yeah, that's in the Bible. How did you know that? It's because I'm a man. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, as, as a gay so person. So she shouldn't even be up there talking. Well, it's like, listen, lady, Timothy 2.12, 
you keep your opinions about my dick sucking to yourself. <laughs> I just taken a sip of tea when you said that. I, I was waiting. <laughs> like she's either going to um, laugh or she'll keep drinking that water, big, and we'll be editing that comment I'm out. I have to pay for for my, my new microphone. So the apology. Um, Kimberell said, I think she released this on, I don't know, Instagram or some shit. I don't know where this was. Her initial, her first apology was released. But she said, as a kingdom citizen and a woman of integrity, I acknowledge some of my words, even if said in jest, can be offensive. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but to spread love, laughter, and more importantly, the gift which God has given me in song. If anyone was offended, I can sincerely say I apologize. With that being said... The irony in this is that those who are criticizing my statements are displaying the very thing they have accused me of. However, it's not been humorous or in jest. My image has been used in multiple places and false statements and narratives have been created. The punitive damages for some are quite lofty. Please be mindful of what is both written and said via video about me, especially if it contains untruths. Slander and defamation are not taken lightly, especially if it affects my name, image, or brand. Those pages wherein vile comments and false narratives have been created have been noted, reported, and hopefully silenced. Again, I will apologize if anyone thought that my humor was malicious, but I will not under any circumstances tolerate harassment, slander, or for my character to be defamed. So you may guess that this apology quickly backfired, and Burrell issued a new video apology where she explained how her letter did not convey right before blaming her lawyer. I know. My attorney made me write that letter. Right? She said, um, I'm sorry. I mean it. I mean that. Not from the letter. From my heart. I released a letter two days ago. It did not convey right at all. And I must tell you this. It was from an attorney that asked me to do it. Because the latter part, it was offensive. It shouldn't have been. It was not my intent for it to be. My friends called me and said, no, there are still people who are hurt from the part of them that they love about you. Come back. That's not the only reason I came back, because I said they still didn't feel my heart. I came back because I do love you. This ain't about dates. This ain't about keeping my career. This is about keeping the love real. I'm really, truly sorry. I did not want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. I don't plan on hurting you. And I pray that you will heal from this. I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. I love you. Wait and see. I do. I just have to say my new favorite line, and I'm going to use it all the time when I want to tell people, fuck you, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I pray that you will heal from this. <laughs> That's so awesome. I'm going to do that, too. <laughs> I pray you'll heal from this. Somebody really mad at you for something you did or whatever. Right. I pray that you will heal from this. <laughs> right. I mean, Jesus, literally, of course. But, I mean, that's, but it's all your problem. I'm sorry you're yeah. so hurt. I'm going to pray off, this, for you. My lawyer made me say the things you didn't like before. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. Uh, you know, I know that people love me, and I'm coming back because I love you. Um, I, I pray that you'll heal from this. I'm really sorry, and wait and see. Yeah, I mean, what do you yeah. say? It's it, Well, we can judge it. Oof, so, let's. um an expression of regret in the second one. I mean, kind of. She did yeah. say she was sorry. Uh, an explanation of what went wrong. No. I mean, what possessed her to get up on stage? And <laughs> I'm laughing at my use of possess. I was just going to say Satan. 
<laughs> and say the things that she said, um, other than her lawyer and Satan. Uh, acknowledgement of responsibility, no, she blamed it on her lawyer. Um, was there a declaration of repentance? Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of. Uh-huh. Kind of blaming it on her lawyer, kind of saying she was sorry. Um, offer of repair, no. And a request for forgiveness, not really. Um, so I would I would give this apology a three. I, I'm there with you. I would give this apology a 3.5 to a four. And here's why I'd go a little bit higher, because I am nicer okay. than you and yes. more forgiving. But also... I like that she went out on Instagram and spoke directly to people and and her sincerity through this word salad of right, things that right. she said that are right. hard to follow through, whatever. I mean, obviously, she doesn't have a PR team that's working on her apologies for her. Or apparently, apparently she... Are they incompetent? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, her attorney, apparently, is... Yeah. Very powerful Allegedly. and can force her to do things that she <laughs> disagrees with. But all right, cool. Um, yeah, so it's, it's so just a little bit higher for going straight to the public, and I could feel a little bit of of sincerity in there for the hurt that she may have caused people, but mm-hmm. limited. It mm-hmm. short lived. There is mm-hmm. a lot, in my opinion, because I think she's a little litigious. Um, yeah. In my opinion, I think she thinks a lot of herself, and that's getting in the way. And she's got a lesson that'll be coming to her on hypocrisy. Yeah, agree. Real fast. Agree. Yeah. Agree. We'll see. We'll see what how this develops. And uh, overall, I'd say the apology for me was not accepted. I will agree with you. I don't accept the apology um, for calling people ugly and broke. And if it had been something like, you guys, I'm sorry, I thought I was being funny. And as somebody who lives this every day of his life, I know (laughs) that I will say shit. I think it's so funny. And then it's like, oh, no, that wasn't funny. No, (laughs) it wasn't. And and nobody thought it was funny. And then, you know, you apologize. um, Yeah. And and you move on and you tell people you pray for them. I, I pray you'll get over my joke. I hope you'll heal from this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, I do think we have a little bit of a blueprint here for how how this apology and this situation will play out for her by looking at what happened to her for her um, comments about gay people um, in twenty at the end of twenty sixteen. Sixteen seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. When she was preaching. Again, Timothy 2.12 shouldn't have been behind that microphone, uh, according to that book that you're talking from, and um, and made her comments, and what those comments were, I came to tell you about sin, that sin nature, that perverted homosexual spirit, and the spirit of delusion and confusion, it has deceived many men and women, and it's caused us pain on the body of Christ. You as a man... You open your mouth and you take a man's penis in your face. You are perverted. What? Uh-huh. Wow. You didn't know that that happened? Or that she said that? <laughs> <laughs> She said that in a church? Uh-huh, behind a microphone. And oh, my God. While, while ministering to people. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're Catholics. Our, our 
thing with church is much more formalized. I can't imagine a priest ever saying this, doing it Never. nonstop, but saying <laughs> right, this. Yeah. yeah, right. So the humor is just ricocheting around this little closet that I'm sitting in. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. You as a man, you open your mouth and take a man's penis in your face. You are perverted. Jesus. You are a woman and will shake your face in another woman's breast. You are perverted. Right? <laughs> No, okay. I know. It's so funny, the imagery. Pervert. And Kim, I'm going to say, if you're doing it right, then yeah, it should be perverted. Sorry. Otherwise, why do it? Right, exactly. Um, okay, so uh, gospel singer and pastor Kim Burrell is standing by homophobic remarks she made. Again, this is going back to 2016 during a sermon at her Houston church, video of which has sparked a backlash online. In a pair of videos posted on Facebook on Friday, where all good things come to hatch, uh, Burrell said her words had been misconstrued, but continued to assert that homosexuality is a sin. And that's cool. That's your belief. Stand by it. I have no problem with you doing that. Cool. Right on. Keep Stand by your truth. I never said LGBT in the sermon, Burrell said. I said S-I-N. She added, I know that people are going to be mad, but she did not apologize for her comments, right? Uh, cool. Don't have to. I don't care. Uh, although it's not about me. But to every person that is dealing with the homosexual spirit that has it, I love you because God loves you. But God hates the sin in you and me, anything that is against the nature of God. I'm called to do what God called me to do, and that's it, and I do it with passion. In the follow-up video, uh, so apology number two, following the anti-gay comments, right? Um, she said, I never said that all gays were going to hell. That never came out of my mouth. But apparently a penis will. Um, <laughs> I said people who operate with that spirit in the church with deception and attack themselves are going to have to face the master. Um, okay, I, I, it's a lot of words in there, but I get what you're saying, right? That it wasn't about all gay people, it's about people in, in your church. Um, so, so here's what I'm not loving, right? Because I'll stand by your, your right to <laughs> hate gay people and, and to point to the Bible and believe what you want to believe. Fantastic. No, I'm against it, but go well, ahead. Well, you have the right to do it. Fantastic. Say, say what you want to say, believe what you want to believe. Great, right? Guess whose divorce from a husband was a little messy because oh. of rumors about how her husband likes to um, have men's penises in his face. Oh, my gosh. Ex-husband. 2016. Um, so her name is Kim, and her last name starts <laughs> with a B. And her husband, who... Now, they have a they have a kid, but, I mean, you know, gay, oh. gay people aren't sterile, so active sperm, sure, sure, right? Sure. Um, yeah, there are rumors, and I will repeat rumors, but I was listening to a podcast this morning on this because I was like, what's up with Kim Burrell, right? Mm. Uh, and it is called Hollywood Unlocked, starring a guy named Jason Lee, who apparently is uh, a big promoter, entertainer, et cetera, et cetera. And he worked with Kim Burrell on a number of projects. Uh, he is gay, right? Uh, and he is, he is also black. And... He said that uh, he hated working with her. She felt she was a diva and more famous than she actually is. And that uh -huh. her husband, um, I can't remember exactly what it was he said, 
But he mm -hmm. said, uh, you know, and, and her husband's gay. Uh, he's sucking dicks all day long. Right. <laughs> pretty much what wow. he said. Yeah. And wow. so uh, Hollywood Unlocked and Taking Holiday Travels is the beginning of the title of that episode. And I believe that aired sometime in 20, early 2017. So, cool. okay, so great. So whenever somebody really hates gay people, it's because there's some, there's some there there, right? Yeah, yeah. The people who have nothing to do with it, fine, it makes you uncomfortable, cool. I don't like seeing old people kiss. That's uh. <laughs> I get it. We all have those things that like we're not thrilled to watch or know about. Um, for instance, did you know that senior retirement homes, nursing homes, are riddled with STDs? I had heard something about that. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome, because yeah. I go by and I smear herpes on all the doorknobs. Um, <laughs> okay. So the gay husband rumors and divorce in 2016, and then all of a sudden she's talking about gay people behind a microphone in 2016. Those are some dots I, I, can, can, I can connect. But here's where the hypocrisy really shines for me, in my opinion, Miss Burrell. She had a TV show uh, in 2012 called Whatever It Takes. Let me know if any of this sounds familiar, uh, the premise of the show. I'll do whatever it takes to sustain the momentum of my success as long as I have my dream team, is what she says, right? Hmm. Um, so it's, I haven't seen it. It's. There are mm -hmm. clips probably out there. It's real hard to get to, but it's very much a ripoff of my life on the D-list with Kathy Griffin, right? Oh, really? How do I get famous? What do I, I've got some fame. How do I get more oh. famous, right? Oh, here's me in the entertainment industry with the people around me. One of the people around her was a guy named Krishnar Lewis. Um, Krishnar Lewis, who is the, was her flamboyant brand manager, mm -hmm. right? Is credited with having resuscitated or enhanced her career. Um, so here's the, here's a bit more of the concept of the show. Kim Burrell is a world renowned gospel singer whose life is becoming epically vast. Although she's had her singing career for more than 20 years, she's just now started a roller coaster of a pop culture sensationalism. Her duties as a pastor slash spiritual mentor and a budding actress and TV personality keeps her schedule on a nonstop incline. Krishnar Lewis is an entertainer and industry entrepreneur. Most notably known as a top male fashion model, Lewis used the platform to extend and showcase his talents in music and television as well. Um, Burrell started out as a client of Lewis's firm, but the two became great friends and business partners with several ventures. He was responsible for the rebranding of Kim Burrell that led to the release of her Grammy-nominated Love album um, that he was executive producer. His direction of the sweeter video music was groundbreaking for the genre, combining R&B visual elements to production. All right, fine, cool. Gay, 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 gay. Gayest guy in the world. So gay, right? And she is the biggest hypocrite. Very happy to work with him. Very happy to uh, have a TV show. Take from him. Very yeah. happy to try and move from gospel music into pop culture, pop mainstream, yeah. right? Okay, cool. I'm not going to fault you for that. But I am going to fault you for when you start pointing the finger at other people and telling them how they should live their lives. When one of the things yeah. that God does hate is Kim Burrell. No, is <laughs> hypocrisy. In my opinion, Kim, you can't sue me. Well, you can't sue you. me, but you know, good luck. You'll, you'll lose. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm, I'm with you. 
Uh, she's the biggest hypocrite, and she should shove her apologies up her butt. Right. So, like a colonoscopy. See how I've just wrapped <laughs> everything up into a big, beautiful bow? Perfect. Yeah. So, I I was a little troubled by the unvaccinated um, call out, yeah. right? But yeah. I get there are those people out there. There are those religions out there where it's like, yeah, yeah, totally. you can't go to surgery. You have to pray over your child who's yeah. having an you God know, appendicitis. will take care of you. Don't worry about medicine. Right. So trust in God and he'll... He'll protect you. Or if you're meant to have coronavirus, then that's what you'll get, right? And so, I mean, whatever. Yeah, there's a certain fatalism there. Um, yeah. And she's currently yeah. working with Pastor Dr. Mike Freeman. I love that he's a pastor doctor. Pastor mm-hmm. Dr. Mike Freeman of Spirit of Faith Christian Center in Maryland. Um, and he is going to help her monitor the words that come out of her mouth in the future. <laughs> and help her not say Good things luck. bad. But what I like about Pastor Freeman, I didn't look into him because it was like, ah, I don't want to know, man. There's there's so much here with uh, Ms. Burrell just scratching the surface. It was like, holy moly, could you be any more problematic? And I don't mean the gay thing. I just mean everything in general. But um, he explained why he's standing by uh, Pastor Kim Burrell. He said, we don't shoot the wounded soldier, we nurse them, which I think is probably the most Christian thing that I have heard attached yeah. to Kar- Krim, to Kim Burrell. Yeah. Period. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, well, he seems nice, but the rest of them, forget it. Not a good apology. Doesn't feel no, sincere. Not accepted. A lot not of hypocrisy accepted. here. Um, yeah. And I'm a hypocrite, but I'll own it. And, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. Right. I'll be proud of it. I'll turn it into a badge of honor. <laughs> So, uh, All right. yeah, so, safely, that's it for Ms. Burrell. Bye, Ms. Burrell. Do we have a who's sorry now or apology expected from you, Theo? I'm sorry. What are these words that you're using to talk to me with? Well, I believe you may have heard of them before in every episode. Yeah. Now. You read the last 92 <laughs> weeks in a row that maybe I, yeah. I, I have I have nothing I, oh, that's fine. Yeah. I have a kind of a long one. So that'll Great. make up I'm for I'm going to take a skip. Okay. You can take a pass. My first one. Um, your first pass. Wow. All right. Um, so my, um, my apology expected comes from the world of science. And uh, it's a little bit long, but it could have been, believe me, it could have been really, really long because I got so interested in this that I was reading about it for a while. Um, and I would have been happy to talk about it, but uh, I kind of tried to keep it relatively short for the purpose of our audience. Um, and I'd like to thank uh, the Daily Coast, Science, and Nature for uh, the information in, in uh, this piece. So there was a new Alzheimer's drug called Aduhelm, which was approved by the FDA last year. This drug was developed by Biogen, it's a biotechnology company, um, and it is expected to be so expensive that it will drive up the price of Medicare for everyone in America. So whether you take it or not, um, this drug is going to cost so much money that it's going to raise the price of Medicare for, for the entire country. So, okay, so it sounds like it must be a good drug, right? Well, it fights amyloid proteins, which you can think of as plaques, that form in the brain of Alzheimer's disease patients. So the kicker is really not that it's supposed to be so expensive, but the drug decreases the plaques but does not actually slow Alzheimer's disease. And clinical trials were actually suspended in 2019 after the treatment showed no clinical benefits. 
So let me tell you a little bit more about that. But first, um, Alzheimer's research funding was about $1.6 billion in the last year alone. That's $1.6 billion. Um, and despite all of this spending, over the last 20 years, Alzheimer's drugs have had about a 99% failure rate in human trials. So we're spending billions and billions of dollars a year on drugs that are completely failing. Um, and most of these failing trials have been based on the amyloid plaque model of Alzheimer's. Uh, which I mentioned previously as, as showing, having showed no clinical benefits in trials. And this amyloid plaque model is itself based on one particular paper. And this paper might be a deliberate fraud. No. This, yes. This paper was offered by Sylvain Lesnay and Karen Ash and was published in Nature, which is one of the biggest and most impactful scientific journals. The paper was titled, A Specific Amyloid Beta Protein Assembly in the Brain Impairs Memory. So it tells you right there on the tin what it does or what it's supposed to do. Um, this uh, amyloid protein, amyloid beta protein assembly is going to impair your memory if you have it in your brain. Um, using a series of studies in mice, the paper concluded that memory deficits in middle-aged mice were caused by accumulations of a soluble substance called amyloid beta star 56. The paper then went on to directly connect that condition to cognitive deficits associated with Alzheimer's disease independently of other conditions that affect the aging brain. On her website, the co-author Karen Ash called amyloid beta star 56 the first substance ever identified in brain tissue in Alzheimer's research that has been shown to cause memory impairment. So that's pretty clear, right? Mm -hmm. This thing, amyloid beta star 56, it it, when it's in your brain, it causes Alzheimer's disease. Right. This paper was so impactful that roughly 100 out of the 130 Alzheimer's drugs now going through trials are directly designed to attack these amyloid plaques from this paper. Right. One researcher, researcher said this amyloid hypothesis became the scientific equivalent of the Ptolemaic, 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 Ptolemy, yeah. Ptolemaic model of the solar system in which the sun and planets rotate around Earth. I mean, sure, that may, I'm not going to say that makes a lot of sense in terms of, I understand, uh, plaque formation, but it definitely would um, right. in, interfere with the, the electrical signals uh, skipping along the, the neurons. So so I could see where it would yeah. interfere with the, the electrical I mean, processes. It makes like, sense that that would be it. the thing. Yeah, I mean, you could even think of it as like plaque um, in my in my um, what um, not so knowledgeable opinion. You can think of it as uh, like plaque in the blood in blood vessels. Yeah, like it maybe maybe it works similar to that. Um, so anyway, so Vanderbilt University neuroscientist and junior professor Matthew Schrag noticed that the images in the paper, the, this big paper that came out that everybody made so much of, the, these images that were supposed to show the relationship between memory issues and the presence of amyloid beta star 56 appeared to have been altered. Some of them appeared to be almost a collage of various images. So they clipped and, and cut and pasted various pictures and put them in with other various pictures and tried to make things look better than they really were. So he notified the NIH, who seems to have ignored him, um, but then he identified some others as well, and science got wind of this and concluded its own review and consultation with image experts. Um, uh, Schrag actually identified apparently altered or duplicated images in dozens of journal articles, and science's investigation concurred with overall conclusions with cast doubt on these images, including more than 70 in Lesnay's papers. Some look like shockingly blatant examples of image tampering, says Donna Wilcock, an Alzheimer's expert at the University of Kentucky. 
One reviewer said the obtained experimental results might not have been the desired results and that data may have been changed to better fit a hypothesis. If this is true, the tens of billions of funding of the past 20 years and the millions of hours research spent have been based on a lie. Other researchers have even indicated that amyloid beta star 56 is unstable and there seems to be no sign of it in human tissues, making its targeting useless. In fact, it is possible this specific oligomer, oligomer sorry, may not even exist outside the transgenic mice that were studied. Harvard's Dennis Selko has tried and failed to find um, amyloid beta star 56 in human fluids or tissues. He says, in science, once you publish your data, if it's not readily replicated, then there is real concern that it's not correct or true. There is precious little clear-cut evidence that amyloid beta star 56 exists, or if it exists, correlates in a reproducible fashion with features of Alzheimer's, even in animal models. How long has this paper been out in circulation? Um, I think it just came out just recently, just in the past few days. Oh, but I mean their original paper. Oh, oh, 20 years, something like that. Okay, so over the course of the last 20, because I can tell you exactly what happened, right? Over the last 20 years, people were like, research grants, great. Here we go. We've got a paper that's oh, yeah. proving something. And oh, yeah. I can't believe that, that because hi, scientists, that's the point of science. You're supposed to take somebody's study and conduct the same study yourself to verify their findings. Right. Your studies have to be reproducible. So, I mean, that's 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 like the most basic thing is that if you put out a study, it, it needs to be reproducible. You can't just have a study that no one else can reproduce and base anything else off it because then it's obviously not, right. not useful. Right. And so why didn't anybody try and reproduce this study right. rather than just rushing know. out and getting grants to do research? I understand the... Uh, money. Yeah. Money's why. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, cool... I guess, but not cool, right? Not cool at all. I mean, all this money and time has been wasted basically over the last 20 years on this idea that has turned out not to be true and has turned out to be even a fraud, not even like an innocent mistake. Are the two authors still alive? Yeah, and they're they're they ha- they didn't have any comments for these articles, but um, I'm sure, sure they did I'm not. sure they must be coming out with some sort of comment in the future. Otherwise, they I mean, their careers are probably over anyway, but. Oh, it's just so disappointing. Alzheimer's is such a big deal, and and, and p- so many people are waiting for research that will help yeah. their family and friends with Alzheimer's and even themselves. And uh, just just we've been barking up the wrong tree for twenty years now. It's so frustrating. I I mean, I'd love to like have a joke or point to something like, well, we, now we know what doesn't work, and so science is doing what it needs it. But no, it's disappointing that. <laughs> That, over, that wasn't discovered sooner, right? It's been a bit right? two I mean, years or whatever, like 20 years. Right. right. It's just disappointing. Um, and I'm, I don't want to dwell on it too much because I, I, I feel like I brought more bad news into a world that was full of bad news already. But next time we'll have an apology expected that's happy. Because apologies are always, <laughs> happy. always happy. I'm sorry I gave everyone all those free puppies. Right. <laughs> Oh, puppies are horrible. That would be a bad apology. It would be, it'd be very negative. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll find one. And, but yeah, let's not have the conversation about how the whole world is going to hell in a handbasket because yeah, it is. Everyone already knows. Yeah. It's just 
on, on the front, the forefront of everyone's mind, whether they talk about it or not. I feel like, although I did see a TikTok the other day that had a girl, as she was trying to do inappropriate things to hit on people, and by inappropriate, I don't mean like sexually inappropriate, but just she would walk up to them and say ridiculous things, and and uh, she asked this guy, you know, does he ever think about how the world is falling apart? And he's like, no, you know, I never really think about it. <laughs> like, what must it be like to live a life like that? <laughs> uh, the nineties. Is it's exactly what it would be like? It'd be like living in the nineties yeah. all over again. I guess we knew, didn't we? But we ignored it. I didn't know. It wasn't. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. It was like, oh gosh, fossil fuels are so bad. I couldn't think of the word I wanted to use. Um, is you know, this is terrible. But it didn't yeah. feel we knew about climate change, immediate. but it didn't feel as yeah, yeah as as urgent as it does now that the temperature and everything is changing. But we said we wouldn't talk about this. No. So, do you have anything happy to tell us about? Um, <laughs> Let me put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, is 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 there a beautiful flower in your garden? Have you got lots of tomatoes? Is anything like that happening? Um. Uh, Not really. No, but yes. All right. So there's always something happy to talk about. Yes. Let's let's go out. Let's go out with a bang, shall we? <laughs> a happy bang. <laughs> a happy bang. Um, anything happy happening? Um, the January 6th committee uh-huh. concluded its thing so far. Um, investigation? I, I, yeah, thank you. Investigation. Um, and for for really long, this isn't happy, but it's not also not bad. But for I didn't watch the hearings because it's like, Let's have a committee to talk about how round the world is. We know the <laughs> world is round, but how round is it exactly, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sure that committee exists out there. It was just like, I don't need to watch something to convince me that Donald Trump was a fucking asshole who essentially a traitor to this country, right? And sure. he's surrounded by people who also were traitors who enabled this because power, power, power. I, I get it. I don't need to watch it. But for whatever reason, I did watch the, uh, the conclusion, and there were things in there that um, that really did hit home and heightened just exactly how um, orchestrated this and planned this all was. It was not what it appeared to be a spontaneous moment where a random crowd of people decided to go attack a building and Mm -hmm. kill some police officers, but rather Mm -hmm. like something that had been manipulated into existence on intentionally and on purpose. Um, weeks and weeks and weeks in advance not not even like the morning of like wouldn't it be great to get these people all riled up like that was always the plan um yeah and so so that bit was was kind of new to me but i i did like how how well done it was and how they were able to use uh video clips to support their narrative and mm-hmm. the happy thing in all that is the uh, the clip of this should not be happy, should not be happy at all, <laughs> but of Josh Hawley running down some stairs and across the hallway in fear for his life from the yeah. mob of tourists that were coming to take photos. I mean, you know, it was right, an innocent right. day. There's no problem at all there. Yeah. Right. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Josh Hawley. Real hard. Down. Yeah. Amen to that. Hey, right. on that note, get it. That was a musical pun. I had to call it out, though. Uh-huh. All right. I think that's it for this week. Anything else, Theo? Not a thing. All right. Awesome. Um, thanks, everyone. Have a great week.
We love you. See you later. We love you. We love your applause. Thank you. Bye. listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.